the Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio. And welcome back to Rock and Roll American Football. My name's Jay Lawrence and you'll be very, very, very pleased to know that uh, over the last couple of weeks I've been speaking to myself. Uh, today will not be the case. Cameron Hogwood from Sky Sports is going to be joining me to talk all things NFL. And, and to be honest, Cam, mate, there's a, there's a few things we can talk about in there. there. There's one or two things. One or two things. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel, first of all? Do you think it feels... Do you, feel, do you feel like the regular season just sort of been and gone just quite quickly? Or do you think, do you think it, it, you know, we are where we were meant to be? It was weird. There was one point where I felt like, it feels like I've been gone for ages, but these last few weeks have absolutely flown by from my point of view, I think. Especially kind of 16 through to the last week, just kind of gone in a flash. But, uh, especially because yeah. for a lot of the season as well, um, there's been no, there's been a couple teams that we kind of, you know, we th- th- thought would be up, up and thereabouts, you know, but other than that, a lot of it has sort of been fair game, you know. There's not been like, you know, too many teams desperately saying I am playoff worthy. Yeah, I think week 18 was almost the epitome of what this season has been about. Just anything could happen. Anything that is anything could happen, and I think we kind of saw that anyone can beat anyone, and with how many kind of playoff places and I'm getting fed up with the, the phrase playoff permutations. It's frazzled my brain. Yeah. <laughs> I know, the, the amount of times we had to go back and check the sheet and see who needed what on Sunday was just, it kind of summed up this season, which has been, it's been a brilliant season. When you look back to last year, as good as it was and as good as the Bucks were, just without the fans and everything, this has just been a, just a completely different season and just so good to watch really. Uh, and as you say, week 18 was a, is a, um, a funny one. We, we can we can touch on it briefly before we look ahead to the playoffs and, and you know, what everything else has happened over the last couple of days. But, you know, there were all these moments where it was literally a play here, a play there, you know, and, uh, and, and the Chargers are in, uh, the Steelers aren't in, the Saints are in, you know, uh, the Rams are, are the number two seed. It just seemed like everything was such fine margins uh, on the week 18. Yeah, it's like, I kind of come into it thinking there is no way the Steelers are going to the playoffs. Yes. So, yeah, I was just think, and then <laughs> I thought that about five weeks ago. Yeah, and then Big Ben throws his fourth down and you're like, where the hell was that a month ago? And it, yeah, the guy couldn't throw it, but not beyond 20 yards. And suddenly he comes out with his clutch fourth down play and the Chargers, what happened to the Chargers? They're such a flaky team and... Just that time out with 30 seconds left when it kind of looked like the Raiders were, were kind of happy to, to take them near the end. It was just, uh, yeah, some strange teams. And especially even the Colts. Colts was probably the biggest one for me. Oh, was maybe, I forgot about the Colts. Maybe yeah. the biggest disappointment of the season in terms of how it finished and to get, to get blown away by the Jags like that. When there were, there were fans in the stands of Cloud Outfits on, this is a 2 and 14 team or something. And yeah, that was maybe the biggest embarrassment. And I think we, we all talk about Doug Peterson this week about um, kind of his, his exodus in, in Philly. And maybe it was less of him and a bit more of Carson Wentz than we thought. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think you're, you're probably right in just in those respects, just talking about, I think a lot of people have been speaking about the Steelers and the Chargers and um, the, ch- the Chargers, as you say, Chargers, they've, they're known to be a flaky team, but, but this is what I will say. 
that is the closest that the Chargers have gone for a little while. They have got an incredible quarterback in Justin Herbert, who is currently on a rookie deal. A good offensive line as well. They are well-placed. The Steelers, however, not so much. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. I think you kind of trust that the Chargers will only get better from this point if kind of everything continues to go well. But yeah, that that question at quarterback for the Steelers is huge. I think the one thing that does kind of give you a bit of hope for the Steelers is that Mike Tomlin is such a good head coach. Yeah. He's been there for so long now and I don't think he's someone to make stupid decisions or kind of the stupid draft picks or draw. I don't think he's someone who's prone to a draft bust necessarily. And that that is their biggest question that called to where what happens after Big Ben and kind of intrigued to see how they how they approach that. I'm looking forward to this weekend though. I mean look, we'll we'll, we'll go into it now. The uh what's it called? Is it called the super wild card round? It is I feel like wild, a, is it not called the wild card I mean, anymore? They have they ditched the wild card. Is that is that not a thing anymore then? I think they added the super onto the front of it. It's a it's super, super wild, super wild card. card, yeah. In a few in a few years' time, there's going to be people that never you know followed the NFL, and they'll be like, you know, why is it the Super Wild Card round and not the Wild Card round? Anyway, um, a bunch of good games, some potentially better than others. We'll, we'll go. I'll just go through them all now. So on Saturday, we've got Bengals Raiders. Uh, we've got Bills Patriots as well. That late night game. Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening, if you're in the UK. Bucks, Eagles, following that, Cowboys, 49ers, and Chiefs, Steelers. And then the uh, the first ever sort of Monday night wildcard game is Rams, Cardinals, who are obviously facing each other for the third time this year. So, uh, Cam, off the top of your head, I would like you to tell me, please, um, the spiciest game, the game the game that you, you, you don't know if you can pick. Ooh, I'll go... Um... A bit of nostalgia will go Cowboys 49ers mm. thinking pretty before my time, before I was born, really. But um, you kind of read about these two teams as you, as you get into the NFL. And I think that is, that's a really tricky one to call, I think. And especially kind of the days of Troy Aikman and back in the day and that 90s doomsday Cowboys defense. And obviously these great 49ers teams, it's, it's got a lot of history to it. And uh, yeah, just two. You, you look at the way the 49ers came back at the weekend and you're thinking it's going to take a lot to stop this team in the playoffs with a run game like that that can do so much. And I think we've been asking a lot of questions of the Cowboys offense in, in the last few weeks in particular and maybe they answered a few of those questions at the weekend. Who knows? I mean, it was a kind of nothing to play for game. So I think we'll find out a bit more about them this weekend, but... Yeah, that that probably stands out to me. The the second one behind that probably be Bills Patriots, just just because of that rivalry. And yeah, and they're another team, another uh, fixture that have uh, played each other that will be each other, you know, three times. And in fact, they they've played each other, Bills Patriots. They've played each other twice, I think, in the space of about six weeks. <laughs> so in you know just over a month and a half, they would have played each other three times. And I guess it's a little bit strange, isn't it? Because you prepare for these teams, you prepare to face them twice, you know, I bet it must be quite difficult, I suppose, to actually be, um, to not be quite lazy. I mean, I'm sure they're preparing, but you know what I mean? Like, how do you prepare for a third time against each other? And there's two fixtures like this. Yeah, that's, that's a funny thing, especially with Bill's Patriots. We kind of saw that game where the Patriots, it was a snow game, I think, in Orchard Park and the Patriots ran all over the Bills for kind of the entire game. And they kind of the media asked the Bills defenders after the game about getting 
getting dominated on the ground like that and they didn't really like it and then they came back and, and beat the Patriots quite convincingly so was, that's a really interesting one to see who's learned what from those two games and maybe who's kind of brave enough to go back to that same game plan and kind of look to replicate what they did and I don't know we kind of looked at the Bills coming into the season as maybe Super Bowl contenders and I would not be surprised to see Bill Belichick dial up something special this weekend. And how about the Bengals Raiders as well? Because um, that's a game that I think the Bengals will be favourites in that game. I don't think there's any doubt. But there's there's something, maybe spicy is not the word, maybe just like sort of slightly hot, you know, about the about the Las Vegas Raiders, which means that despite every game maybe you go into it thinking you wouldn't be surprised if Las Vegas were to lose they somehow win over the last few weeks um and you know the Bengals lost against the Browns last week you can't take anything from that because it was a you know essentially a completely different team do you think Joe Burrow and co have have enough to see off Derek Carr I do yeah I do think eventually that they'll have enough well the Raiders are a funny one they're a dangerous team because they play so hard for, for this coach, Rich Basaccio, who's they've been through more than any other team have, primarily off the field this year. And they've kind of come into this maybe not expecting to. So they've got nothing really to lose. The, the expectation is on this Bengals team to to win what I saw a good, good stat the other day. Nobody's ever texted about a Bengals win because their yeah. last play, their, a playoff win, because their last playoff win came out before you could text on a phone, which is a cool stat. So, the pressure is on them to, to win this one. I think injuries maybe kind of will set back the Raiders eventually. I mean, Darren Moore has been a, a bit of a loss. He's only just coming back. But yeah, it's you never quite know what you're getting from this Las Vegas team. And Derek Carr is so fired up for this game. It's just, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's a re- maybe the toughest one to call. Yeah, I also think that it's interesting with the way that when you mentioned that text message thing as well, when you talk about Derek Carr, is because what you've got there is you've got a quarterback who desperately will want to win this. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, obviously, all these quarterbacks will want to to win, but Derek Carr wants to not only win for the team, not win for the city, but he wants to win for himself and prove that he should be there. He's almost got this massive chip on his shoulder, I think, over the past few years because there's lots of talk about. Uh, you know, the Raiders potentially shipping them off. Contrasting that, you have Cincinnati, who will want to win this because they, as you say, they have not won a playoff game in such a long time. So I think I think that's going to be a really interesting... I'm, I'm looking forward to that game, I think, more than actually most other games because I just, I feel like there's going to be a lot of passion on the field in that one. Yeah, I think uh, you kind of look at the two strengths and you look at Joe Burrow, he kind of carries that well not, I wouldn't say carry maybe it's a disservice to the rest of the team but he's such well, a Joe Mixon leader. is looking at you angry whilst <laughs> yeah. that. but I think we kind of see Joe Burrow I think was the most sacked quarterback this season and still managed to cut all these huge plays downfield to Jamal Chase and when defenses started to learn that that Trump player is the biggest weapon they start cutting off and they and Burrow and Chase will still find a way to beat you I think the Raiders strength is probably on that that pass rush that's improved with, with Max Crosby playing so well and that's a really interesting battle with that that Bengals offensive line that's maybe not not convinced mm. and, and, and a Raiders defense that, that will get off you all day. You know, part of me thinks if I was a Bengals fan as well, and we'll, we'll stop talking about the Bengals in a second, but part of me kind of thinks that, you know, coming into this season, a lot of people were 
saying, you know, hopefully, you know, the Burrow uh, chase, uh, you know, connection will be like it was, uh, like they were when they were at LSU. Uh, but the offensive line is going to be a problem. And what's happened? You know, pretty much that same thing. So part of me, you know, would kind of feel encouraged in a way. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because at least you know what you've got. At least what you've got, you know, you knew that this was going to be the case. And what do you do? Well, you have got to improve that offensive line, which means that, you know, you've got potentially this, uh, this, uh, this, this, you know, really good team for years to come. Uh, Bucks, Eagles. I mean, yeah. Are we feeling like this could happen for the Eagles? Mm, I'm going to say no. Uh, <laughs> I, probably less of a reflection on the Eagles because I, I've been really impressed with kind of that run game and everything they've done with Jalen Hurts in, in terms of teams give up on quarterbacks so easily these days, but they've kind of tailored to him and what, what is Jalen Hurts' strengths and that run game and kind of that RPO and kind of this play-action game, it has really worked for him. And I just think the Bucks are too strong. I think they're, even with Antonio Brown gone, who, who was playing so well for them when he was on the field, they've just got so many players in so many positions. And that defense, when it comes to the playoffs, it was so key last year. And kind of Vita Vea and Dominican Sue up front, and Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul, et cetera, it's just a... They're not going to give you too much on the ground. And we we kind of saw that against the Colts a couple of weeks ago. And I think they, they really limited Jonathan Taylor. And I think we'll maybe see that again when they play the Eagles this weekend. Eagles have not beaten a team with a winning record this season. I believe I'm correct in saying that. Now, when I just said that and I thought, is that a lie? <laughs> but I believe that that is correct. So, I mean, that already is, uh, you know, not necessarily the most positive stat going forward. <laughs> Uh, Chiefs Steelers again. This is sort of a similar situation. Another team from Pennsylvania, another big underdog in my uh, in my opinion on this one. Yeah, I mean, you kind of look at it and instantly go, "You can't see the Chiefs losing that," no. Just because there's only so much a Steelers defense can do for Big Ben. Um, a big part of it will be the Chiefs' run defense. That I think that maybe the Steelers will run through in a G Harris quite a lot. Because of because of those big Ben deficiencies of throwing downfield, but yeah, this, this Chiefs side, obviously that Bengals defeat aside, that they found a way to kind of combat all the ways defenses were trying to stop them, and as long as that offensive line holds up, I expect my homes to to do the business in this one. And Rams Cardinals, uh, as I say, the third fixture between these two teams, and one which. I don't know if I could call because the LA Rams, uh, they well, both actually, both teams started the season, you know, two of the best teams in the league uh, and both showing um, showing their faults as the season went on, particularly the Cardinals over the last few weeks. Um, well, one of these teams is obviously going to go out this this uh, this week. You're going to put your neck out uh, and say one of them. I think, the Rams beat Cardinals this weekend. Just, Ooh. I think, I think it falls on the shoulders of Kyler Murray to kind of lead this. If, if the Cardinals are to do something, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is going to play again this year. And that's obviously a huge loss. And I think it, this Rams defense is, is made for playoff football. And 
yeah, as disappointed as they were in the second half at the weekend, I do think they're too strong for a Cardinals team that's, that's really kind of regressed over the second half of the season. Which is something that um, that has happened con- uh, consistently to Cliff Kingsbury in his career, actually. I believe that, you know, he starts the first half of the season with it you know, a really strong record and then it just goes completely downhill. I, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I could not tell you why. I could not give you, you know, a bullet point answers and why that could be, but it is an interesting fact nonetheless. All right, so you've given me your spiciest game, which is the Cowboys 49ers. You can give me the one that you think could provide the upset, the more the, the one that's most likely to be surprising in their result. Even I said... You look at him, you can see a Chiefs win. I I think the Steelers, they're obviously, I think there is a chance the Steelers pull off a bit of, a, maybe if we, if, would we call it a shock? Maybe, yes. maybe we would. Yeah, I, I think that Steelers defense is strong and I, I won't put it past Big Ben to kind of extend that farewell that seems to go on and on and on. You know what? I don't know why. I, I I don't know why, but it would it would annoy me if that were the case. And I well, think yeah. it's because I mean I can't be bothered with a Big Ben farewell talk nope. personally. <laughs> but but it's also because out of all of these teams, I don't believe this. I can't believe the Steelers are there. Like they they there there are many more teams that I thought should be in the playoffs more than the Pittsburgh Steelers in my opinion. And, and you know they do have their uh, their positives, but you know the, the Big Ben is not a strong quarterback in the year 2021 or 2022 you know so I would be extremely surprised if that's the case but you'll be the first one that I contact if it happens <laughs> and I'll uh, and I'll ask you for some more sporting advice uh, so playoffs uh, all this weekend I'm super excited for them you could almost say I'm super wildcard excited yes. for this <laughs> I'm trying to get behind the lingo something else that's happened over the past couple of days uh, Cam has been um it's all, I, it's all the drama, the drama of the NFL. And, I, and you know what? It's, it can't, I kind of feel a little bit bad talking about drama when you're considering it's people's livelihoods, but still lots of uh, changes when it comes to head coaches and when it comes to general managers around the league. Uh, I'm going to list, uh, I'll list all of them, that all of the head coach, um, head coach firings from yesterday, one by one. And after each one, out of 10, I need you to tell me how surprised you are that they went. 10 being very surprised, okay? Right. Okay. Denver Broncos, Vic Fangio. One. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vic. Um, Minnesota Vikings, Mike Zimmer. Four. Four. I tell you what, I th- I I was more surprised than really. I, I well, I don't know why. I just thought that I I don't believe that he was he did as bad a job as other people on this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy. One. I, th- I think you're being too positive <laughs> in that one. And how about this as well? Miami Dolphins, Brian Flores. Nine. Give that You were very surprised. Nine. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anything shocks us these days in the NFL, but I, would, I was surprised. I really was surprised. Why, why do you think that it was a... Why do you think it was more of a shock that he went rather than the others? I think we kind of... There was obviously murmurs about this happening during the season when they lost seven in a row and then suddenly mm. they come back and win win seven in a row. And you're like, oh, this is this is maybe a job-saving run here. And you, you only need to look on 
social media, because I know social media doesn't tell the whole story, but to look at the player's reaction to, to Brian Flores getting, getting fired, you can see how popular he is in that, the locker room. And I go back to kind of, there's a game against the Bengals when Jakeem Grant took a really cheap shot returning a punt and Brian Flores was trying to take on the whole Bengals bench and the players loved it. And he's just, I think it, a lot of beat writers in Miami have kind of spoken about this, but it sounds a bit like a, a power struggle with, with general manager, Chris Greer. Um, the, the interesting thing now will be to see that Deshaun Watson, one of his major think reasons for maybe wanting to go to Miami was Brian Flores and with, with him not there, maybe that, maybe that won't be the case, but. I just felt that the Dolphins were looking for a, a sense of direction for so long. And you kind of felt like they had that with Brian Flores. You saw improvement with Tua's game. Obviously his development was, was pegged back by a really shoddy offensive line. But you, you kind of felt like they wanted something with a few more pieces and another season. They, they beat the Patriots twice. When's the last person that, when's the last time a Dolphins head coach did that? So yeah, that... That, that was probably why it surprised me that you kind of felt like they, they'd been looking for so long and maybe this was it and now it's almost a little bit of a, a reset. A game off the playoffs as well. Yeah. You know, they they finished nine and eight. Patriots in the playoffs at 10 and seven, you know, and, and you, you know, even the Bills were 11 and six. Yeah. So it, was, it wasn't it was too, um, it was quite a close AFC East besides the Jets. But the, um, you know, as you say, a bit of a the rumors are that it was a bit of a power struggle uh, in the Dolphins organization. But it, it is also it does seem to be, as apparently Chris Greer is a, a fan of of Tua Tungavailoa. It just seems to be that they may have chosen the quarterback over the coach in this instance. Yeah, that's very very possible. I think uh, it's a tough one because I'm quite a big Tua defender, and mm. I think I think there is a really good player in there. I think it's just, it, it, it always relies on the pieces around you. And I don't think never is an offensive line being as important in football as when you're bringing in a rookie quarterback. Defenders are so quick now. And yeah, it just, I didn't quite agree with where I think Chris Greer said in the statement about something to do with communication and didn't kind of agree with what, what do you think is to be communicated better? And I think that maybe told the story about the power struggle there. Well, whatever happens when it comes with, a, a, you know, whoever is the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins, it probably, I mean, it's probably fair to say, isn't it, that they will have to be a, a bit like you, a, a Tua fan. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tua will be uh, getting, you know, another chance, it would seem, another season in the uh, uh, in Miami. Um, the the other thing that I will speak about, so we've spoken, you know, very, very briefly just about all of these, uh, these you know, these uh, sackings, as it were. Um you know, not even touched the, some of the general managers <laughs> departing. Uh, actually, I tell you what, we will do that now. Actually, we'll talk about one particular general manager okay. who is uh, quote unquote retiring. And I know that you'll probably have uh, some sort of interest in this as a uh, New York Giants fan, Dave Gettleman retiring. But if he wasn't retiring, would he have just been sacked, Cam? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's <laughs> that's probably the unofficial term for his uh, retirement, but. <clears throat> I think, yeah, Is it, I don't know how much criticism you can throw at a 70-year-old man who's uh, been through as much as Dave Gettleman has been through, but look, it just, it never worked out. He kind of put, pulled his eggs in one basket in the off-season, kind of spent a lot of money bringing Kenny Golladay to 
to the team and other big, big name, uh, free agency additions and trade it back to get Kadarius Tony in the draft. What, obviously that the next general manager will benefit from the fact that that gives us two top 10 picks at the moment in the draft, courtesy of the bears. Uh, I'm not sure we'll remember too much of Dave Gettleman's time in New York. I think the, the bigger question now is head coach. That's, that's kind of the, the huge question next. Well, that's where I was going to go next. Joe judge still in the building. Um, and you know what? You know, I, I understand the Vic Fangio firing with the Denver Broncos never made the playoffs. I do understand the Mike Zimmer firing. Matt Nagy obviously is, is has not been brilliant for Chicago, and we've spoken about Brian Flores already. Joe Judge to me is the next one on the list, and if anything, I'm more surprised that he hasn't gone for two reasons. Number one, obviously, the results. He hasn't made the playoffs, and he's not he's not produced the football that you'd want when it comes to being a New York New York Giants fan. You know that as a New York Giants fan, he is he just comes across slightly deluded is that the right word to use you think you kind of hold off using that word as the season progresses but the more you see him talk in post-game press conferences the more it kind of comes to light maybe that, that that's maybe the case i don't know if he's a huge defender of his team and kind of this huge optimist and at times you kind of listen to him and want him to just say go into detail about what's been going wrong because you can't praise the, the effort of the players and the production of the players every week when Mike Lennon's throwing two passes for 25 yards in a game and Saquon's running it 20 times for, for 50 odd yards. It's just, and he comes in as a special teams specialist. He'll <laughs> be one of the worst teams on special teams all year. And I think it's kind of, I don't, I don't know if you call it a tough, tough guy, bravado that he kind of came mm. in with. You, it's maybe outdated in football now. You, you just want, you want a, an incisive, clinical, kind of intelligent football operator rather than someone who's going to tell you they're going to punch you in the nose for, for an hour. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a really weird one because you see Brian Flores get fired and you're thinking, how on earth is Joey Johnston in the building? As nice a guy as he could be and as good intentions as he's got, that that is kind of the business that a, a losing losing record like that in the manner as well. Just some of the performances have been dreadful. And I actually think the Giants are the worst team in the league. I think even worse than the Jags at the moment. And I just, yeah, I think, I think it'll be a case of getting that new general manager in and probably giving him the decision of whether he keeps judge or not. And uh, I imagine that is not. Tuesday, oh, okay. So Tuesday, the 11th of January, right now we're recording this. Does he go or does he stay? Uh, I think he goes. And it doesn't sound like you'd be too displeased about that. No, I don't think I would. I mean, I was excited when he came in, but I think, I don't think there's much to defend. And I can't see, there's been no no positives to take from it that made you think he could turn this around. We'll leave on that positive note. <laughs> um, nice one, Cam. Thank you very much for joining me on Rock and Roll American Football. I'll be back next week. Uh, and Cam, uh, the Giants may or may not have a head coach this time next week. Yes. We'll see. The Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio.